this is your host Veda Patil. Welcome to the podcast 10x Hacks for Startups, Innovations and Ventures. This is part 2 of podcast with Paul Singh. Paul Singh is a successful entrepreneur, uh founder CEO of five startups with one IPO, three mergers and acquisitions in Silicon Valley. you about one workshop which you conducted at thai uh, how to get your first 10 enterprise customers uh, do you remember that i think you did did it twice because it was very popular so uh, yeah. do you think you can share a couple of insights from that workshop i i think you already did you talked about big companies and uh, big uh, you know they they will buy uh, from big uh, other big companies but then other than that did you have anything else you shared there on in in the uh workshop which you can which you can share with us here today yeah so i think in b2b most of the products are what i call painkillers painkillers right mm. they they're not vitamins right uh, because the business buyer is very logical unlike a consumer buyer uh-huh who buys totally on emotion while yeah. a business buyer needs both emotion and uh and a need right So, so the so the initial customer that is going to buy from you yeah. is the one whose pain point is on a scale of one to ten yeah. at exceeding eight. So yeah. a startup has to find customers who have that pain. First. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if their pain is so high, yeah, they're willing to you know give you the benefit of doubt. and even start a trial with you without having a full product in place yeah mhm what if the pain is kind of like you know three four which i call it nice to have yeah nice to have mhm you're going to struggle you're going to struggle but the point is for whatever product you build yeah and i'm assuming you did your research mhm so there is there are always people for whom that is a very high pain Yeah. because of a certain reason in their environment mm-hmm. so your challenge is to find those first ten customers who have that high pain yeah mhm and then like we talked about enterprise sales is a team effort so you got to figure out who are the other people you got to make happy before your sale is going to occur yeah i heard this multiple times now uh, uh, it's so important to know people in this space uh, especially in sales the relationship uh the the relationship sales guy <laughs> you know he thrives on knowing people in the ecosystem right well but i i would tell you one thing else no right most of the en- engineers who start startups and you know i'm kind of a engineer that is dangerous now mm-hmm. uh, uh you know because i haven't practiced engineering in a while uh-huh. uh but one of the common problem that engineers think is that oh you know i can hire a sales person when i'm a founder and they'll just find me the business yeah and normally the the end result is a disaster why do you say you, that mm-hmm. yeah so i'll explain that so you raised let's say you raised a million dollars mm-hmm. and you hire a sales person at 2 to 300,000 dollars for an enterprise sale and that meter is running but mm-hmm. you haven't gotten a sale 
Hmm. Why? Because you as a founder, never, it's your responsibility to do the first few sales. Oh. Why? Because you are going to learn from that process. First of all, there is nobody else better to sell your product than you. Yeah. By that founder and in founding team, right? Yeah. And if you don't have a single sales, you know, gene in your body, right? You better hire somebody as a co-founder, not as a employee. Oh. And. And you work with them right from the beginning as you are thinking through these things, right? Yeah. So it is your responsibility as a founding team to find your first few customers with a very simple reason. Yeah. Not just to find the customer, but to know what is it that works for these customers. Why do they buy my product? Yeah. What is the unique thing that they think is the reason they are buying my product, not what you think. Yeah, you. What is important is what they think. Yeah, you repeated right? repeated this four times today in the podcast. It's very important. Obviously, you're talking from experience. This is very important. Knowing your customer, and you know, once you deploy the product, how how do you manage that? How do you like? There's a guy who pays you every month. How do you go back and ask him, what did you like about it? You've been with me five years. What do you like about it? How does that work? Well, so I think your first few customers are your best champions, okay. right? Because they took a risk on you, right? Right. Right. Now, when they took a risk on you, right, they want you to succeed. Yeah. Because they put their job on the line for you. Right. Right. Unless it's a five dollar product, then nobody cares. But I'm not talking that. I'm talking enterprise sale. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody put his or her career on the line to believe that what you are offering is going to solve their problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is your utmost responsibility to make them successful by having a successful deployment of your product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you do that, yeah, and it happens, and they get their dues, i.e., somebody promotes them because they really took a risk and that this is the right direction. Yeah. They're going places either in that company or they're going elsewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they will always trust you and your product. So they become your friends. They become your partners in your business. Uh, informal yeah, partners. Yeah, they become your champion, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's... so this is why I say that it is really important for the first few customers of yours to kind of have a red carpet rolled around like crazy. Yeah, so uh, I was uh, um, I I heard this a couple of times that you should have a customer success management team in place when when you have your first few customers. Just have a team dedicated, just focused on their needs. Uh, you know, I think there is a time to build a team, right, and invest in it. Okay, and there is a there is a time, you know. In the initial phase, I don't know of a startup that succeeded with three or four customers to have a customer success team, right. rather than having a a team in the company which may not be called customer success, mm-hmm. where they actually took the customer problem to heart. So the the CTO of the company or the VP of engineering was taking a full responsibility for the product in conjunction with the customer until such time that 
customer was happy with the deployment. Right. Yeah. No. So it's that culture mm-hmm. that makes you succeed. Mm-hmm. I think people tend to uh, think that this culture will come because I have a customer success manager. Mm. Uh, sorry, it it's, doesn't work like that. It's the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> you have to show by example to all of your team. Mm-hmm. that you really value these customer relationships by really going out of the way. Yeah. Mhm. Now you can hire anybody and they come into the new organization and they say, "Oh my god. This company is exhibiting a culture that I have to live by." Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, uh I think uh, you mentioned in two instances here where the the founder or the uh, founding team is living the act first thing is the ceo himself acts as a sales guy right he he yeah. himself uh, so that the sales people who come on board they literally mimic what he's doing because he knows his first few customers well they are the champions and they will become that will be like a chain reaction and the second thing you mm-hmm. said is instead of building a customer team customer success management team every person in the company is made part of the customer success team so it becomes like self perpetrating whoever comes in they pick it up and this is true you know pre covid post covid i think it's true any time any day <laughs> any time any yeah amazing so so paul uh, we are uh, we are at the end of the hour parting thoughts yes. from you so i think look uh, you know i'm not going to say that these are uh, you know great times they're not right mm-hmm. it, it, there is a lot of uncertainty a lot of doubt in customers mind and you know uh, I remember in my startup in 2001 uh we went through hell with uh you know Wall Street completely crashing and right. you know customers going away and we had to regroup and uh you know rebuild the organization from scratch mm-hmm. and I'm happy to report we ended up uh, taking the company public after that. Wow. So so I think uh as much as these times are tough and you know for many businesses maybe not for all businesses mm-hmm. uh for some it might be that they're growing too fast and they don't have the system in place to deal with it yes and for some there is not enough customers to buy the product from yes and so i think uh so you have to tread carefully for sure uh-huh. you have to make sure that you don't increase your burn unnecessarily uh-huh. but at the same time i am seeing a trend or a pattern amongst some of the companies where they're kind of going into this uh, shell shock mode like oh you know let me do everything and not spend at all yeah uh, so i can extend the runway yeah mm-hmm. the problem with that is if you don't invest in your sales and marketing and customer facing roles once you have a product and you've done some initial product market fit right if you don't invest in it your competitor is going to invest and kill you Yeah that's right that's true that's very true so mm-hmm. you know do you want to die at the hand of covid or do you want to die at the hand of your competitor so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you have to make yeah. and i would rather die at the hand of covid than my competitor yeah yeah no that, that's something which's very much in our hands and you know employees are still getting paid the 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 wheels are still running it's not like it's shut down so they have to generate some value and i think you're right uh, it starts with learning your customer needs and creating something you should really want like being super lean at this time 
and uh, yeah. yeah so so you have to be lean but you have to be careful because you don't want to be uh, so careful in spend that you're depriving your company of the resources it needs to succeed right right and uh, i think that's a fine balance uh, i think you have learned it by experience you have had uh, uh, su- such an eclectic and a wide range of experience so um that's an amazing uh, parting thought and we'll definitely uh, um uh, implement that whoever's listening uh, thank you so much for your most invaluable precious hour you shared with thank us. you paul sure thank you and uh, appreciate and thanks for the invite and hopefully this is useful uh, to some entrepreneurs and uh, if it makes a difference i'll be very happy awesome thank you awesome thank you